Welcome, everyone, to the Hilliard Beacon Audio Companion. We're legal, everyone. Episode 21. Hey! <laughs> Joining me today, as usual, is uh, my good friends Tim Hoffman. Boo. And Kevin Corbo. Hello. Kevin, you I- had a very full day at school today. You were... Uh, I did. Assign, assigned a, a gig for the day. Do you want to want to share a little bit about? Uh, I was at the Davis school? Middle School today, nice. um, Dublin Dublin School District. So the substitute teaching I do. In fact, I've been in Upper Arlington and Dublin schools. I'll be in a middle school in Dublin um, tomorrow. Uh, so that uh, fills my days up. Um, but I look forward to coming here and doing this as well. So it does limit my time I had in the summer. And even when I was a full time reporter, my job was to be on the phone. During business hours, so right. now I kind of have to compress that to, um, to other times, um, and uh, actually driving traffic too. I mean, I, I just stayed around Hilliard for the most part. You know, I would drive Dominic to school and back on Leap Road, and uh, I didn't even venture outside Hilliard a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's um, better that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Elvis Costello says, buddy, uh, you know. Welcome back to the working week. So, I hope it, yeah. I hope so, it don't kill you. I know <laughs> it don't thrill you. Uh, but we are happy to have you in here today in a relatively cool warehouse. Tim, how's it been up oh, here during yes. the heat wave? Well, I've been uh, not on hand the last couple of days. I was uh, helping a buddy paint his house in Clintonville. So I was there yesterday all morning and today all morning until I went to get the kids. So... Uh, I have not been sitting in this uh, place, which, it's, uh, it, you know, it's warm, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's cool to talk about sitting in traffic. That's not fun, man. <clears throat> <clears throat> Gotta have the airflow. Gotta have the airflow. I'm not a, I'm not an in-and-out-of-air-conditioning guy. I hate that life. I don't yeah. do that very well, so I tend to just not engage it unless I'm going to be in the vehicle for significant amount of time or mm. anything like that riding along I'm just not going to do it uh, but I'd rather just have one <laughs> extreme to get used to instead yeah. of confusing <laughs> my caveman body with two competing visions of the environment <laughs> I used to do that in my last vehicle uh, because the AC did not work <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's, there's choices of principle and choices of necessity we're all just kind of uh, living living with a blend of both. Uh, but let's say we get right into it, fellas, mm. and discuss two of our upcoming stories. Uh, both will be breaking this week after we get done here at the very least. And I, this first one is going to be dependent on how quickly I can do um, some extensive editing within the Substack editor because I want to include as much visual information as possible in that document because every comment I've seen so far, uh, despite lots of uh, participation from people in the planning stages of this, this has been a multi-year project for this pedestrian bridge over 270. Uh, It has. So people's uh, understanding has shifted and become somewhat nebulous. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, state of the story as of right now? Lady Champ, the city's, uh, I should know her title off the top of my head. Um, Transportation engineer. Engineer. Um, is, uh, I spoke with her briefly, uh, and this is a project that's been uh, in the works for a little while. Uh, so they are going to build a, well, they're going to send out requests and have a proposal and intend to build a pedestrian bridge. Uh, and this would uh, be for foot traffic, of course, pedestrians, uh, on, Pish- on Fishinger Road. 
uh, on the south side of the existing um, overpass. Fishinger? Cemetery Road Cemetery. Uh, becomes Fishinger Boulevard. I, I guess it's still Cemetery Cemetery Road there. I, I, oh, it yeah. becomes Fishinger uh, after you hit that light uh, around Mill Run, right? So a Cemetery Road still, as it crosses 270. It becomes Fishinger when you get to Truman Boulevard. Right. I think it's Fishinger east of Truman. Right. So it is a Cemetery Road overpass of 270. Uh, they'll build a pedestrian uh, bridge on the south side of the of the uh, bridge, which should be toward Roberts Road, that side, as you're going east. Um, so, um, this, They're going to send out requests for uh, proposals uh, next month, uh, but uh, it's, it's a project that uh, probably uh, won't be done, and I'll have that in my story. Uh, but construction uh, will begin in 2026 and 2027, so it wouldn't be completed likely until sometime in 2027. This was, uh, of four potential options, this was one of the more expensive options that was available to the city. It is the most unique, uh, and it also includes this tunnel component that wasn't in any of the other plans. That tunnel component is illustrated here on the south side of Cemetery Road mm -hmm. as you're joining 270, the 270 extension. Uh, it's almost as though you're coming down Cemetery and you exit as you're heading towards 270 South. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the point before you obviously reach the freeway <laughs> and in a completely separate path, you're traveling along that same corridor, that same road. Okay. And then you will pass under that road by virtue of a tunnel they'll construct, and that tunnel will then lead around and up to uh, the overpass, and there's where the pedestrian bridge will span the freeway. It'll go over uh, separate, not connected to that freeway overpass in any way, and then you'll rejoin uh, a pedestrian path on the south side of Cemetery, and it looks like they plan for a lot of people to cross at Truman from Cemetery, mm -hmm. hopefully bringing people into that Truman Boulevard uh, area, which would bring people into contact with True Point and other areas of development um, over there. Kind of making it for exactly. I'm gonna walk to Staples. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not for everybody, but it is for. What they hope will be a growing number of people mm -hmm. trying to navigate both sections of mm -hmm. Hilliard. I think that as we've talked to Roger over the over the over this mm -hmm. course of a couple of interviews, we understood that that section of Hilliard, that annexing in of that portion, kind of came about as a result of a single landowner, which was the founder of Red Roof Inns, right. <clears throat> and they kind of dropped it all in but now as the city has gone on years and years have passed mm -hmm. they've made it more and more of their central mm -hmm. focus to develop that land equity is there advanced drainage systems is there they've made efforts to have uh neighborhoods north of that mm -hmm. join and be constructed in with mm -hmm. hilliard in mind mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and although there are many places that people can cross 270 there, this is for that purpose. This is pedestrian design so that it m maximizes safety mm -hmm. and creates a an environment where people can feel like they're really uh, meant to be there, not like they have to dodge traffic. So I'm all for that. 
the nice component of this that I would like you to talk about, and I know you'll mention it in your story, mm -hmm. is the funding component of this, how all those different pieces came together at different levels that left Hilliard with, although this was a more expensive option, mm -hmm. a relatively small bill. So do you have any of that I do. Uh, okay. the, the estimate today for this project is $11.5 million. And uh, the city announced uh, just last week that it has received an additional $3 million from ODOT's Highway Safety Improvement Program. That $3 million that Hilliard receives toward this project is part of a much larger sum of, or a larger sum of money that ODOT uh, doled out to other communities for improvements like this that enhance the safety in that community. Uh, so combined with almost $7 million that they had got in various other funding that I'll detail um, in the story, uh, Hilliard will be paying right around 13% of the total cost of this project from their own, from the general fund or other funds within the city. Uh, so it's, it's largely uh, coming about or being funded from out so outside sources that the city staff Went and went and got, or went and applied for, and right. tracked down, and, and were able to qualify for and receive. I I think that's a, a feather in the cap of professionalized government, and that they're mm -hmm. seeking <clears throat> these things systematically. And when they come about, they're taking advantage of them. Mm -hmm. uh, is that's that's the crux of the balance of the argument that I'm seeing online now about the pedestrian bridges. Nobody crosses that. Nobody does that. I've never seen anybody do that. And then you'll see people say, yes, I've seen people cross that bridge, and it seems scary to me. And then you'll hear it is people say, yes, because I've crossed that bridge. I did bridge. it once. Yeah. <laughs> I and told it, Pete Marsh this story, not just earlier today. And it seems scary to me. Uh, yeah, we, we, we do need it for that reason. Uh, I chose to walk uh, right. because I wanted the exercise, but I was walking across the bridge. I took a car to get a flat tire change, a discount tire you know, down uh, Mill, Run. Mill Run. And first of all, I had to judge traffic coming off the exit ramp, uh, different varying speeds. So that was kind of like playing Frogger almost. I mean, I was waiting, okay, this car is on this lane, this car just went in that lane, there are different speeds. I had to wait a while for there to be basically be no sure. car coming. Yeah. And then I go across, but I go across the bridge and I realize that there's a car or driver not paying attention. There is nowhere to go. You're going to jump onto the freeway below or, or jump over the hood of the car or something if it were to, right. you know, leave the roadway. Right. So, uh, yeah, that is a, that is a dangerous trek. I, I, won't, I won't do that again yeah. <laughs> without the pedestrian bridge. And there have been, over the years, <clears throat> people killed crossing 270. Um, yeah. My wife's uh, friend or my wife's sister's friend was killed crossing 270 some years ago. And uh, it's just one of those things that, yes, there may not be a crying need, a demand for pedestrian traffic mm -hmm. to move across there. But now that it's done much more safely, you can bet more and more people will use it. And, and that's the idea. Letty said that uh, as, as well, um, uh, the, w why this was brought forward. Yep. I think that's really the principal argument for it, especially when you take into account that Grants were applied for. Grants were available. Let's take advantage of that money. Let's fix a problem for our city that, as Letty has said in the past, you're trying to compensate for a really big decision that got made to create a system of interlocking highways that provided coast-to-coast -coast transportation for this country via car. So 
what happens <clears throat> to suburban communities who are growing, 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 trying to add density, trying to be more, um, trying to be more concise in geography because they're constrained by borders here, borders there, water taps, whatever. This is a move to try to get to that <clears throat> pedestrian functionality ahead of its need with funds that are available. Mm. So, you know, for a 13% uh, final cost of total price. I say the city's getting a good deal on this infrastructure. We'll see how it goes up, how the project uh, is finished, and uh, people's use of it, and if it really is as good as they say, and if it, w it turns out to be uh, the right choice in the long run. Let's move on to uh, the next story. Tim, <clears throat> you've been reading up a little bit like I have on some of these candidates. Which level of race are you most interested in this year city council school board township i think council is usually you know for me going to be the most interesting one uh, i haven't tuned into the school board election yet uh so you know we'll see how that goes i think with the shuffling of of candidates in city council uh, so far leading up into, you know, it's been kind of interesting from the uh, primary to the, oh, no, we don't need a primary to the, oh, okay, okay, we're not even running now. Feels like it's been a positional battle. <clears throat> People in both parties are moving their forces around in, in the primary stages, so they organize themselves so there will be a full slate contested on either side. Kevin, you needed to find out some of the uh, mechanics of the Republican primary and how that worked out with the candidate substitution, yes. given Omar's choice not to run, Les's choice to run uh, for township and not resign the city council office, and how that all fit together. So tell us a little bit about that. The only change that was required, uh, Les's midterm. So when he filed in the primary, if he wins his Norwich Township trustee seat, he would resign, be required to resign the Hillard City Council seat. Mm -hmm. If he's not successful in his trustee bid, then he just finishes his term out on city council. Right. Omar, however, is at the end of a term, and he needed uh, – there was a choice to be made. So uh, he filed to run for city council. Um, he then subsequently decided to seek the fiscal officer, uh, elected office – elected office of fiscal officer for Norwich Township. That required him to withdraw his petition to run for city council. Mm. So it was put in the hands of the Republican Party Central Committee to choose a replacement. Um, and I guess I don't know if it's revised code, but there is a mechanism that the party can appoint someone in place so they don't lose a opportunity to have that office represented, that party represented um, in the election. So the Central C Committee appointed Mike Carney uh, to the ballot, and that is who is a candidate now for Hillard City Council. The third so, candidate on the Republican yes. side is now solidified Correct. with Mike Carney. Yes. And you're kind of finding more information out about him as we go. And this article will be more on the candidates that you have been in the race a little uh, bit. This article will explain how Carney is on the ballot because I have not reported that hence. 
because uh, he was not involved in the primary process. Right. So this article was just an introduction of the six candidates, five of whom were identified in the primary, plus Mike Carney. Right. And then we'll get into some issue-based stories closer to Election Day, right. um, including the comprehensive plan, uh, which is also a story that will be forthcoming in the not-too-distant future. Right. And Tim and I are sitting down to record uh, our second episode of our comprehensive plan talk soon and we might be getting uh different interviews to come and sit in with us alongside sure hope so and uh discuss some of that stuff too because that'll help uh with the dynamic uh nature of that and and bringing people to the table so i'm excited to get into that and i'm looking forward to that story um kevin what do you think you had mentioned and tim said that he hadn't dialed into the school board race yet fewer candidates than you expected fewer candidates than i expected true Okay. Um, there's the four candidates. Uh, Nadia Long, the incumbent, is up for election, uh, along with um, Brian Perry. Brian Perry. Uh, they are each challenged by uh, Caitlin Master, Master, and uh, the member of the Far West Area Commission, Kelly Arnold. Kelly Arnold. Thank you. Now you start writing these down, down in front of me. <laughs> so, Kelly well, Arnold and, and I'm down uh, here Caitlin throwing Master. the dice, so it's it's all my fault, really. So four candidates uh, for the two seats. I, I would have expected, uh, looking back, uh, that that race would have been a little more um, contested and the city council would have been the quiet one. But, but, with the, uh, but, but that's not the case, I think. Uh, there'll be a lot more uh, rancor, I think, a little bit with, with city council in, in terms of the, uh, how, how the comprehensive plan is viewed, uh, future, how future development is, is viewed um, um, in the city. I think it's interesting, um, the city council being fully contested, three candidates each party, I think that points to uh, a stronger institutional structure, maybe in a little bit more of a, of a bench on both sides of things. I know that uh, I've worked with Trish Barker in the past when I was running for city council as a Democrat, and it was one of those situations where she was always trying to make sure that each race was fully contested so that mm-hmm. there was a chance and opportunity a candidate in place and that's never been a problem since she's been uh, helping out with that side of the ticket. I think that this is pointing to people organizing and being more coherent <coughs> on uh, the Republican side of contesting that office. In school board, since you're not showing party affiliation, it's interesting to see the ebb and the flow of different Mm -hmm. factional elements and whether or not they have a bench to be uh, considered Mm -hmm. a real perpetual participant on this playing field, if they have um, candidates to grow their perspective or not. Right now, I have faith in in the people that are serving on school board right now, and I I believe uh, Kelly uh, would be a wonderful addition. I, I look forward to learning more about Kate um, and I, I'm excited to say that I think Hilliard City Schools remains a real strength of our community and, and a focal point for uh, the residents of the city, even though um, in the past it's felt fractious and, 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 and tough to navigate. It's simply a reflection of people asking questions and trying to get involved in the process. And you've always said that's what you hope our reporting does here is help people mm-hmm. find their way in. Mm-hmm. So. I think that, that I'm looking forward to both these pieces this week because 
of all the things I've seen about this pedestrian bridge, you said to me yourself, Tim, that you've had trouble conceptualizing. Yeah, some figuring of this out stuff. where 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 are they putting it? But uh, the information is out there. Jordan sent me a nice image, and I'm sure that'll be included in our article. So if you're wondering where it's going to be, yeah. wonder no longer once that article comes out. Yeah, featured heavily uh, will be that image in various formats. It's going to go right here. Yeah, yeah, but definitely look for that. I think the the edifying thing about that was that I had to follow a trail of breadcrumbs back to some kind of obscure websites to find some of these images, and that might be why you're not seeing them in other people's coverage, because they're not taking that second look, that third look, they're not following those dead links, going back to outdated talk to us surveys to find good images. <laughs> so, but that's what I'm doing with my free time for you, the listener and reader. So, very, very good. Uh, there's something I wanted to bring up. We didn't talk about it beforehand, but it showed up in the city's email that came out this week. Okay. Tim, take two, it away. Uh, two very important things. And if you are uh, listening to this podcast, you are someone that cons- uh, should consider this. Um, the city is looking for people to join the city's planning and zoning commission. Six new members, I'm told. Six I, open positions. I, I don't understand quite perfectly how that came about. How many positions are there on the There's seven seats on the planning and zoning commission. So they're... Okay. And they're turning over six. They're turning Usually over there's six. staggered terms where only four, would, two would come up at a time or maybe three would come up at a time. I don't quite know what they're doing Ooh, to get six up at once. That's important. Um, that's Chris, Chris Louie tells me this, and, and he's, he's a member of the commission. Um, that that, 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 that six, Potentially six new members could be appointed to the commission if those who are currently on it don't get reappointed or don't seek reappointment. Right. Now, something else that changed is the members of the commission once got paid a stipend. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly know how much it is. It wasn't a lot, but they got paid for their time, and that is no longer. So you, there could be – you would think, you would hope the people who want to serve on the commission do this because they want to serve their community and not for the paycheck. Th- then but, again, if they're not getting their fifteen bucks, they may uh, have something else. Uh, maybe they need they, to do. possibly. Um, so, so yeah, but, they just did roll that back. <clears throat> the commission pay got uh, waxed. But not only planning and zoning commission, but the board of zoning appeals. They're seeking applications for uh, the board of zoning appeals. Also, correct. <clears throat> so those are two. That's important stuff. So if you're uh, inclined to get involved with how your community is run. <clears throat> Um, you know, the zoning commission and the zoning. That's appeals, an important commission. That's a real functional. Uh, they they piece are of the they state. are the first step when the developer wants to come forward and say, "I have this in mind" or "I have that in mind." The commission is the first to hear it, and they make their recommendation to city council. Uh, so it's it's an important commission. Yeah. So if you, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a big number to come up all at once. And I'm interested to see if there's maybe some machinations behind that uh, mass that mass number. Um, I think we'll have to wait and see. But I'm excited to to meet some meet some of these new people that are seeking these appointments. That would be interesting. Yeah, it would be me. cool. I've thought about throwing my hat in the ring, but I I think working this job and doing that would be a severe. I'll have a story on who the candidates are. I mean, that was something I did for this week. Yeah. I would write news briefs on appointments to. Certainly the Planning and Zoning Commission, sometimes BZA, maybe not the other commissions and, right. and committees. 
We're not losing the mics when that when that no. light. Okay, yeah, I see that we're still registered. Great. Um, and the deadline to uh, indicate your interest in either one of those, the board or the planning and zoning commission, is September eighth. So that is bearing down on mm -hmm. us. So if that sounds interesting to you, uh, please look into it. Uh, you know. If you're listening to this, you're probably more engaged than most people in Hilliard. So. Very much agree. Uh, very much agree. Uh, a lot of candidates have pitched this as a very consequential election based on the ambitious goals of the Community Comprehensive Plan, and they've said that this is a big-time election cycle. It can be a big-time cycle for positions that are unelected as well because we know very well, based on our examinations of what goes on behind the scenes, that it's not just the elected positions that make for a good, well-functioning correctly organized mm -hmm. government it's it's the work that goes on in administration positions it's the work that goes on in unelected uh, commissions that approve or thumbs down these developments until it gets through these planning and zoning commissions and uh, rep uh, appeals it's all conceptual right mm -hmm. uh, once they come out of those two decision-making bodies we have a course and decisions have been made so um, yeah, it's a, it's a critical function of our local government, and it could use your focus and support, and we'll continue to report on it and make sure you're aware of any developments in those areas. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, Tim. And yeah, it, uh, I just remembered that, and I was like, that's that's important. Yeah, dovetails nicely with this conversation and uh, gives us a good uh, opportunity to remind people that they can sign up for City of Hilliard emails and stay in the know just like Tim and uh do that do that soon do that now maybe i'll put a link in the description to this podcast where you can do that and that might be helpful to everyone as well so uh guys i don't really have much more than that today this will be a shorter one based on um relative length of our last couple <laughs> do we have an eta on when we can have roger back how's phyllis doing is she still recovering we need to we need to touch base with them i will um I would touch base with Roger. I think it's been two or maybe three weeks, but yeah. he certainly wanted to come back into the studio. Uh, some members of city council have indicated a willingness to come in and speak about the comprehensive plan. Candidates also should um, maybe consider coming on and having Some candidates have. A few others, not so much, but the ones who want to come in and speak. Uh, we well, the will, ones that don't need to say so. We won't have any. So here. that we can tell everyone else <laughs> that they didn't want to talk to your friendly neighborhood donut so. and coffee crew <laughs> and uh, the well, reporter who's telling telling everybody what's going on. Why don't you want to have these conversations? We're nice. We're nice, guys. <laughs> um, Tim Roberts, who stepped off and is no longer seeking election uh, re-election, and he put he put it out there on social media, calling it a toxic environment. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Tim would uh, expound on that, but I, I think that is what I would point to in saying why some people would participate and maybe some would not participate interesting. Uh, in um, in podcasts. So, well, we are relative to the election. It is our purpose to. Uh, continue in a civil tone um jordan and i have a long record of having very different political views and getting along fabulously oh absolutely mm -hmm. um so the idea that uh you know this people is, would come in here and be attacked in a in an unsustainable way by some I, I don't i don't know no. that, that that wasn't directed i didn't feel it was directed at me uh i, I think it was directed at not wanting to participate with opponents and, and, and wanting to be a part of coverage that might be the 
two candidates not seeing something the same way. Fair enough. We bring them in one at a time. Um, yeah, we don't. So, we don't. We don't. We're not. Try, we're not trying to go with uh, Jerry Springer in here. Yeah, we don't want to create. A uh, I think that's might how might have been perceived. So okay, if I were to say, "Hey, do you want to come in separately?" I might get a different answer. Right. Um, that's the opposite. That's we really haven't discussed among ourselves. Do we want every candidate in here? Um, either, but um, the comprehensive plan I think would be a good would be a good would good be a good subject matter. Yeah, and I um, want to give any 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 candidate um, who wants to come in and talk about what they want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I want them to have this as a as and, a place to be able to do that. And the future story will pr- serve actually that meeting is September thirteenth at Crooked Can. Yes. Okay, so that meeting would the story would be that meeting is upcoming, and it's about what could be what kind of belt might occur in Hilliard um, some of the things that are in that video can't happen until and unless it's put in the zoning code and that hasn't even happened yet right um, so we'll never let that get in the way of a, of a quote unquote <laughs> good political ad right. uh, I will say for my part I, I would be excited to have anybody from the city in here to talk about things that they have going on for the city like for example I happen to know um, Tina Catone ran her campaign centered around the aging in place issue mm-hmm. uh, for Hilliard, and I know we've added a lot of senior living and a lot of uh, specialty health care around seniors recently. There was a feature in the uh, recent glossy Hilliard magazine that was from Destination Hilliard that was about um, the transportation system that's in place. Anybody 55 and older can just ring this thing up and they can, mm-hmm. they'll come pick you up. And uh, with this pedestrian bridge and other things happening, I, I think it would be a great opportunity. And there's a new uh, Aging in Place Commission that's coming together mm-hmm. on the administrative level, which I had always advocated <coughs> for an overhaul of the commissions because I think they need to play a more vital role in any any city government construction because they're an access point for citizenry. So um, I think she might be a great person to have in to talk about that uh, development in our city. So. Mm-hmm. Things to work on, things to develop, things to grow. Uh, we're always growing here at the Hilliard Beacon. Uh, we hope you join us soon. You can subscribe to us and support Kevin's work here as uh, the reporter of record for 24, going on 25 years. And uh, I couldn't be happier to uh, be playing our small part in keeping that going and mm. keeping that going for Hilliard. So uh, there was a subscription that came through the Beacon paid uh, just recently that made me really um, excited in a way. <clears throat> I don't know if it's true or if it means anything internally to the library or if it's just a happy coincidence, but um, the cereals department of the Columbus Public Library subscribed oh. um, to the Hilliard Beacon. So <clears throat> now supposedly there is a record of us officially within uh, the annals of the public library system <laughs> and I am couldn't be happier to be working on all that with you guys, and it makes me feel really good to uh, be in a community uh, that makes me want to work in all these areas and places and ways for for our uh, our shared community with you guys. So, thanks for coming out on a hot one. Uh, we had a wild range of thunderstorms this morning. We weren't supposed to get rain for ten whole days, and just right in the middle of that, got it. It was uh, quite the show at three a.m. Uh, when I was standing in there icing donuts today. So. <laughs> What uh, what do we have heading out of here? Anything else? Final thoughts? Uh, I'll throw one more thing up. Uh, Davidson has a new SRO um, in the schools. Um, Officer Sam went back into patrol. Sam Desaia, 
and there's an Officer King uh, who has started school resource officer when class has started yesterday at Davidson where my son Dominic goes. Um, that might be a story down the line somewhere. Um, uh, Hillary police do, um, uh, do a great service, of course, not only here, but with the SROs that are in the buildings. Mm. Uh, so um, It's everybody's first day that, sometime, and it's yeah. always a difficult job when you're trying to take care of everybody's mm. uh, safety and uh, the, the education of our youth. It's a it's a heck of a balance that we're asked to strike here in America, mm-hmm. and uh, we try to do it as well as we can, and sometimes we succeed and sometimes we fail, but I think people that are willing to put the time in mm-hmm. and uh, at least offer to play a part and have that heart that calls them to service, then I think uh, you have to hope that we'll find our way to the best uses of those services and and people will continue to have positive impacts in in their communities in their schools and in their in their own ways so that's cool i i hope that uh, we see that soon and if uh they would like to um maybe get in touch with you we could get that story up sooner oh rather than I'll, later. I'll give uh it, it's a story i think i can put together maybe give the new officer king um little time at Davidson and maybe see if he wants to share his thoughts on uh, oh, sure. and, and why he uh, what motivated him to seek that uh, position um, you know, so far as I know that's selected uh, within the department who they think is best suited and, and fits in and, uh, as an SRO he's got the right disposition for that kind of work um, but whatever might have motivated him to seek that job um, is something I might ask him if he is willing to um, do such a profile yeah for sure well, thank you for that. Thank you for that little last bit. Give a, people an idea of where you might be heading in the in the future, um, indeterminate future. Tim, you got anything for us? Nothing at all. Nothing <laughs> at all. We've uh-huh. added uh, we've added a new uh, board member to Franklin Street Creative, and he's got some exciting ideas. and And we'll maybe have him in on one of these at some point to talk about what he's trying to do in our community here in Hilliard. Yes, welcome to the board, Saquon. Yes, welcome, uh-huh. Saquon. We'll uh, we'll talk to you all soon here in the near future. Thank you for joining us this week. And again, subscribe where you can. Like, support, share, etc., etc. Hi, R. Hilliard. I know you're out there. And uh, thank you very much. We'll see you next time.